Welcome to Marksman, a program for men who have been marked by Christ and who want to aim their life at Christ likeness. I'm Mark Spellman, your host, and today joining me in the studio are my sons, Hello. Sam hey. and Dan. That's right. Samuel, of course, and Daniel. And you'll see why I've invited them to be a part of the program um, here today. We've been doing a study here on Marksman, talking out of Hebrews chapter 11, um, the great hall of fame of faith. The great hall of fame. <laughs> you know, all the great sports have their hall of fame where the notable men and women in their given field have been remembered and honored and, you know, immortalized, so to speak. Well, <laughs> in Hebrews 11, God has a hall of fame. People that he wanted to say, look at what they did. Look at how they trusted me. Because that's what faith is all about. It's about trust. So these men we're looking at in Hebrews 11, these are men who trusted God. And if we're going to aim our life at Christ's likeness, one of the most notable things about Christ is that he trusted his Father. He said things like this, I only do what I've seen my Father do. And I only say what I have heard my father say. That's trust. That's complete trust in the relationship. And that mark is a mark we want to aim our lives at where we trust God. We trust his word. We trust Holy Spirit. We trust our heavenly father. And these men in Hebrews 11 give us examples of what it looks like when we trust God with our life. And these men didn't have perfect lives. This is the beauty of the Bible. The Bible's not like a Facebook account where you just get the highlight reels. The Bible gives us the good, the bad, and the ugly yeah. of all these men's lives. And yet <laughs> the redemption of God works. The plan of God is worked and brought forth. His grace is revealed. Mercy shines and God's will is done. And so let's begin in Hebrews 11. Amen. 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 I got my amen corn over there. You guys, of course, are going to chime in. I'm looking forward to hearing some things as we go along. But most importantly, we're glad you're part of the conversation, you who are listening with us today. Uh, Dan, you're kind of new to the show here. Sam's been on a podcast with me here. Uh, Just tell a little bit about yourself. What's kind of what big has just happened in your life? Well, I just finished school. You Completely. Escuela. Uh, all right. <laughs> yeah, full, fully done. Wait, all right. Graduated he's, and waiting on my diploma. That's right. He graduated uh, high school. Yep. He's a part of an international online school, and he just completed his senior year, and that's why he has to wait on his diploma. Yeah, because <laughs> the online has to get shipped. But I tell you, he did such a great job. I think he got pretty close to a 
a 4.0 average. He just mm-hmm. did exceptionally well, and I'm real, real pleased with him. And uh, and I'm just happy he's part of the conversation yeah, today. Excited to us. be here. All right. So Hebrews 11. Why don't we all go to Hebrews 11? If you got your Bible or your phone or your iPad, whatever you're gonna or device or device. Thank you. <laughs> whatever your mode device. of exposure. And with that being said, I can't help but say never lose touch with the book. The book, the Bible. Um, I utilize, in fact, as I'm speaking, I'm looking at my iPad, so I'm not against devices. But man, there's something so powerful about a book, a Bible. And uh, never lose touch with your Bible. And you can even hear the rustling of the pages. That's it. That's it. (laughs) Something satisfying about that sound. Something satisfying about the sound of pages. (laughs) But we, of course, begin in Hebrews 11. We see that faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. For by it, by faith, by trusting God, the elders, these men we're going to talk about, obtained a good testimony. Now, it's one thing if that's people... That's his commendation. That's his commendation. I mean, this is what Jesus talked about in John five forty four. He said, if you live by the praises of men, how can you even believe God? Oh, because if you need the praises of men, you will forfeit the praises of God. Well, it's because you can only have one God in your Hello, life. Hello, come on. You can only have one who is, I mean, Nebuchadnezzar <laughs> so decided. <yeah>. decided <laughs> <laughs> That's a story. Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's Dan. actually, I found okay. it. It's, it's actually, I tagged you on I mean, Facebook. Yeah. It's pronounced Chad. Oh, it I'm is? Nebuchadnezzar. Like okay. C-H-A-D is like the, capitalized. You know what I mean? It's maybe like Nebuchadnezzar or something, but it's like the Chad. That's the phonetic pronunciation. <laughs> the biblical pronunciation is Nebuchadnezzar. Exactly. That's what we're going with. That's what, we're That's going what with. everyone's Nebuchadnezzar. done. Nebuchadnezzar. One time Dan was doing his uh, history lesson. He came in there. He was laughing so hard. He was crying because... The person on the video that he was getting the lesson from. Because Bible is history. It, was, it happened. It did happen. They was reading about Nebuchadnezzar. And uh, this woman was saying Nebuchadnezzar. And she was every, really every, trying to hit the phonetics. Time, every time was a little different. It was like Nebuchadnezzar, <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar. And it, was, it was like all the different uh, syllables. Trying to emphasis. hit the phonetics. She was trying to get it right on everyone. So if we're going to giggle, we need to let you in on the joke. Yeah. Exactly. This is what's so funny about it. say Nebuchadnezzar. But by this faith, this trusting God, the elders, these men obtained a good testimony. A good testimony. And by faith, we understand that the worlds are framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were made of things which by are faith, visible. The universe was created. That's right. That's good by faith. Just so, so that's a free bit in there. You guys want to chew but, on that for a little bit. But I didn't finish my statement about Jesus in John <laughs> 5. John five forty four. Jesus said, how can you believe yes. when you need and you live by the praises of men? I've heard it said this way in other contexts. If you live by man's praise, you'll die by their criticism. Mm -hmm. That's true. And so here's the thing. There is there is praise that comes from God, because that's what Jesus went on to say. He said, you seek the honor of men, but you don't seek the praise or the honor that comes from God only. And when we're reading this 11th chapter, this is God praising these men. He's honoring these men. He's given testimony to these men. This is the Hall of Fame 
where God's concerned. And so he first highlights Abel and how Abel brought his offering to yeah. God and how his offering was received, even though Cain's was rejected. And then because Cain rejected it, he got angry and eventually murdered his brother. And you almost went right over it. The first thing he says, it says, by faith. By faith, Abel, Abel offered. That's right. And it was through his relationship and the trust that Abel had, he brought an acceptable offering. And it's kind of interesting that the first murder in human history was over an offering. Yep. Um, just let that lay right there. But anyway, so um, the devil likes to stir up issues over offerings, but we'll just leave that alone. But anyway, verse five, then by faith, Enoch. In our last program, if you missed any of the previous marksmen, you can go back and you can find them labeled accordingly, a study of you know the great hall of fame of faith where we talked about Abel and recently talked about Enoch, how Enoch verse five, he was taken. He didn't see death. He actually was raptured. He was raptured just like Elijah was caught up, taken. And by the way, when God takes someone, he takes them alive. If someone goes through the door of death, God didn't take them. Um, No, when he takes us, he takes us alive. Now, when they go through the door of death, God receives them if they're born again. But we got to be careful the verbiage we use about God taking people. Yeah. Because everybody God took in the Bible, they were alive. That's true. Mm-hmm. Enoch was taken. Elijah was taken. And so verse 5, it says he was not found because God took him. For before he was taken, he had a testimony. He had a reputation. What was it? That he pleased God. For without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And you guys weren't a part of that conversation, but what I highlighted in that teaching in the last podcast was this. It's possible to please God. Mm -hmm. It is possible. I mean, the Bible says to me as a father, don't provoke your children. Well, one thing that can provoke your child is if they can never please you. Oh, sheesh. I mean, Uh can you imagine how frustrated a child's going to be if they can never please their parents? Yeah. Nothing's ever enough. And and that's, I think, where a lot of people feel they are with God. I can just never read my Bible enough. I can never go to church enough. I can never pray enough. It's without saying it, they're saying somehow God's unreasonable and he cannot be pleased. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yet we see Hebrews 11, this whole chapter is about men. That pleased him. That pleased him. So it's doable. It's doable. <laughs> they did it. And they had way less revelation than we do. Come on. Hey, we can do it. We can do it. Way less revelation. I love that, Dan. They had so much They less- were walking in a different They ways. had the mustard, ste- must- mustard seed. Uh-huh. And we have like a full-on tree of like fruits. Yes. All the root. We, we have roots. We have the Christ himself. He has come. He has lived his life. He's given us the example. These men, like Dan saying in the Old Testament, they were looking forward to Christ. They didn't have the full light of revelation and redemption, everything that Christ bring and brought well, to it's, us. It's like even you know Jesus said, you know, if Nineveh and Sodom and Gomorrah, if they had if they had a bit, 
of the revelation of the kingdom of heaven that yeah. that you guys have, they would have repented long ago. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. They would have turned from their yep. evil. You he know, said even Sodom and Gomorrah. Even Sodom and Gomorrah. Had they seen the miracles and the life that Christ lived before them in Capernaum, they would he, have. <laughs> he was bringing. He was saying, "Woe unto you, Bethsaida! <laughs> Woe unto you, Capernaum, Capernaum and Chorazin!" It'll be easier on the day of judgment for them than for you. Yeah, because they would have turned. In other words, there's you know like, like you said the level of light. You know, it's progressive. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Bible is progressive. It's progressive revelation. revelation, so it's constantly growing in our lives. We're constantly learning more. The more you read a verse, mm-hmm. the more you get out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, for instance, the the verse in Job. A lot of people will quote that verse: "The Lord gives, the Lord takes away," and they quote that verse when like. Their child dies mm-hmm. or something. Wrong they, application. Thank you. <laughs> Way <or> wrong. <laughs> but the point is, the the reason people don't realize the Bible's progressive in Revelation. Job did not even know there was a devil. He didn't yeah. know he had an adversary spiritually. He just knew that there was God. He believed in God. He walked by faith in God, and he lived a he lived an upright life where God said he was righteous. He was the most righteous man in all the East. He became the wealthiest man. He was the most blessed man, and yet when he came upon that time where judgment came upon him and things started being taken by who we know to be the devil, mm-hmm. the stealer, the one who steals, kills, and destroys, when Job said those words, the, you know, blessed be the name of the Lord, the Lord gives, the Lord takes, he was just basically saying, listen, I trust you, God. And he, all he knew was God was doing it. Yep. And he said, even if he is taking it, man, bless him. I, or he's I, permitting I it came to be into taken, this world you know? naked. I'm going to leave naked. I'm blessed. I'm thankful. And so his heart was never in a wrong place. He never really judged God wrong, even though technically God didn't knock the houses down, take his children away, run his camels off, run his sheep off, run his, you know, all those things. He didn't yeah. do all that. You understand? We understand that was the devil. So when Job said the Lord gives, the Lord takes away, he was true from what he he understood. Yeah. Now we understand the full light. Christ told us about, you know, John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, to kill. To, but I came to so give you life and life. give it more abundantly. And so then when we see that God can be pleased, that can change a lot of things for people. Mm-hmm. And you as as Kim and I's sons, um, I wanted you on the program today because we're talking about we're going to roll right into Noah in verse seven, and what an awesome family story! Mm-hmm. And yet this takes place when the world is not in a good place. In things fact, are ugly. Things are ugly. In fact, if you let's read. Uh, Hebrews 11, verse 7, and then we'll go back and catch the context in Genesis. Yeah. So um, do you have it pulled yep. up, Dan? Read verse 7 of Hebrews 11. This is the ESV translation. By faith, Noah being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen and reverent fear constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this, he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. Amen. That's good. So by faith, by his relationship and his trust, Noah accepted a warning. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes we've gotten past where we don't 
teach and preach much about the warnings of Scripture, about the warnings of God. We want the hope. We want the inspiration. But we got to take everything the Word gives us, and the Word gives us warnings. Mm -hmm. God's Word gives us warnings. And Noah here instructs us what it looks like when when our faith in God will even receive a warning. A warning. A -hmm. warning from Him. So He was divinely warned of something he hadn't even seen yet. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've, they've not seen this kind of rain come down. Water, the, the, the rain was not a thing. It was not a thing. There was a There was canopy. no clouds. There no. was nothing. At that point in time, the heavens above had water. The There was a, a firmament below that was based in water, and that's when the flood came. The depths broke up from the deep. The firmament above broke loose, and there was a... There was a catastrophic event. Okay, so he hadn't even seen these things, and yet God's instructing him to do something that makes no sense, Mm -hmm. and it's all based upon a divine warning, and it's because, let's go back now to Genesis chapter 6. Why don't we all go back there? Genesis chapter 6. Now, this is not a a verse-by-verse deal. I'm just going to highlight some things, but if you want to read the full story, Genesis 6, 7, and 8, You'll, you'll find the story in its completion from where God first speaks to Noah. We're going to highlight that, of course. But then, you know, he chapter builds the boat. getting off the boat. And chapter 9, I guess, so it goes through chapter 9. He gets off the boat. And, the and covenant of course, comes. the covenant is then re- restored then with Be fruitful Noah. and multiply is dropped a second time. That's right. That's right. So in Genesis chapter 6, what you got, Dan? Well, I just had a, another thing is with it being an unseen, you know, they they may have had a little bit, obviously, drinking water kind of was required. I mean, <laughs> we we need water like every three days. But they, they probably had a concept of if you put something in water, most likely it's going to sink. Uh-huh. So building this big thing that <laughs> supposedly is going to float. I don't know if like, displacement, a lot of they, displacement yeah, was they understood. They, they didn't understand yet. any of the physics behind it, yeah. but God knew. God knew is like, hey, build it like this and it'll hold up. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> It's amazing. Pretty crazy. It is. And so it really pays to trust God, I think, is the lesson mm-hmm. here. Even sure. if you don't understand, you don't understand the warning, you don't understand the instruction, maybe none of those things are calculating yeah. with the knowledge you have. God knows what he's talking about. Well, there's yeah. a, you know, even in those regards, like there was one time that I was driving, uh, I was driving home and it was, I had been hanging out with um, some friends of mine in, in the youth group and. And I was driving home and it was late. It was like one thirty-two in the morning. We were like, it was a late night, early morning. So it's like nothing's open except for the gas station. And I wanted to go to the gas station and uh, I needed to get gas, but I was like, you know what? It's, I'm late. It's late. I'm tired. I don't want to go do this. I'm going to wait till, you know, tomorrow to do it. Cause I had to run some errands the next day. And I was, you know, avoiding that whole run to the Casey's gas station. And I remember I was driving I was just talking to the Lord and the Lord just said, I want you to give, I had uh, gotten leftovers of like a chocolate cake. It's like half of a cake. So I want you to go give that cake to the guy behind the counter. And I was like, okay, (laughs) the cake, you want me to give this cake to the used, a used, not even a new cake. It's not like wrapped up, sealed up. Like it's a half eaten cake. It's in tin, like aluminum foil, like on a plate cake. I said, I want you to give that cake to the guy behind the counter and tell him I love him. And I was like, 
Oh, Lord. I was like, this is one of the, I don't know if I'm ready for this. He asked you to build an ark, didn't he? He asked me to build an ark. I'm like, this is one of the most bizarre things I've ever, like, (laughs) you know, this is not the the ordeal. I'm already not wanting to go to the gas station anyway, so. But I went, and I I did it, and I, you know, I gave, and the guy just was, it wasn't like, you know, angels started singing, but, Mm -hmm. I mean, he just was moved and just said, you know, thank you. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, he was just kind of, I think, a little thrown off by it. But I mean, I don't, I never went back and asked him, did you enjoy the cake? Like, but I think that there's things like that, that we'll do, mm-hmm. that the Lord will have us do, the Lord will have us go say a certain thing. I mean, when Jesus healed one man, it said he spit mm-hmm. in I his mean, eyes. It's, I mean, it's like spit. Yeah. And the yeah. rub stuff on it. I mean, saliva. Yeah. That's a little bit out, out there. Out of the ordinary. That's out of the ordinary, but we have to allow God and the Holy Spirit and the love of God. Mm-hmm to guide our lives to a point where we'll be willing to do that, yeah. be willing to go the extra mile, be willing to give the person the the cake or, or build the ark or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the, the thing is that might be out of our own comfort zone. Yeah. Be willing to step into faith, confidence and trust that, okay, I'm going to do this. And Lord, no matter what happens, I'm not going to be scared of people, but I know that you're the one yeah. that's going to you know lead me into this. And I'm just going to, you know, and if, even if I do say, I do miss it, mm-hmm. say, you know, I, I, I give that cake and it was just, you know, weird. And yeah. the guy, you know, whatever trash and I threw and the guy threw in the trash and didn't think anything of it, you know, for next week, but I kept my conscience clear mm-hmm. and that's, that's the huge. valuable thing. You know, love, we've talked about this before, you know, with Noah, his conscience was clear at the moment of obedience, mm-hmm. you know, and love is fulfilled when it's, when it's sown, yeah. you know, if I give a kind word or I say something or I do something kind at that moment, it's complete, it's finished, yeah. it's done. I don't need a repercussion. I shouldn't mm-hmm. need mm-hmm. some sort of approval or Cause that's response. affirmation of man. Exactly. Yeah. And that's Going not really love. Said, then that's, man. that's proof that what I'm doing wasn't really loving at all. It was just, I was mm-hmm. trying to do, you know, a give and take kind of situation. Mm-hmm. So it's important to understand that, you know, there's things that we'll do that that love, it has to be completed yeah. at the point of sowing. Like Noah, whenever he started putting this thing together, when they finally completed it, yeah. that was when it was, you know, the fullness of it. And it was keeping your heart clear the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons I had you guys on the show today was if you go back to Genesis 6, it says in verse 3, the Lord said, my spirit shall not strive with man forever. For he is indeed flesh, yet his days shall be 120. And so, uh, verse 5, the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was very great in the earth, and that every intent and thought of the heart was only evil continually. And so the Lord was actually grieved about what was going on. It says that in verse 6, and the Lord said, So I'm going to destroy things and even man whom I've created on the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping things, birds of the air. For I am sorry that I have made them, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Shout out, (laughs) Noah. Yep. Man. So, again, why did I have you guys on the program today? Why I felt this in my spirit was because... When Noah was given these instructions, he was not going to build that boat alone. It was going to take the partnership of his family. It was going to take the partnership of his sons. In fact, it goes on to say in verse 18, 
Um, God said to Noah, because I'm going to establish my covenant with you, you shall go into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, and your son's wives with you. Whole generation. A whole generation is going to be preserved, and the whole human family was preserved because Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. But here's the thing. Noah could not build that boat alone. So Noah had to have the agreement and the partnership of his sons and his Mm -hmm. son's wives at this point. And yet we're told the culture was completely corrupted. Yeah. I mean, it was completely wicked. He said in there, how did that read? It says, verse 5. They only thought of evil. They yeah, they continually read, read verse five, Dan. The, if you have it, um, I got it right Genesis. here. You, you, you got it. Yeah, go for it. And now we're back to New King James. Switch Ooh. versions. Okay. <laughs> Fun of the phone. You know, switch then, versions on the fly. <laughs> on the fly. Yeah. Different translation. <laughs> no. Okay. And then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of his thoughts and his heart was only evil continually. And so that's, we're talking about, it was very, very, very wicked. It was a dark mm-hmm. place to it live in. It was a dark yeah. place. And I think we would all agree that we feel like even in, in many places of society in the world today, there's a lot of hurt, there's a lot of abuse, there's a lot of abandonment. Yeah. I mean, children are being abused, boys and girls are being trafficked, um, murder is is rampant. I mean, so it's not like we're living in a... You know, a rainbows and unicorns unicorn kind of society. But it must have been even worse then for this kind of judgment to come mm-hmm. from God. And he only found one family and he only found one man that he would say, I want to preserve this man and his family. Mm-hmm. And so here at Family Mission and here on the program called Marksman, we believe that if you can affect a man, you can affect a family. Yeah. And we believe that God is targeting men. He wants men. He wants the hearts of men. Because if he gets the hearts of men, he can get the hearts of the family. And so Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. But even as it was with Abraham and Isaac, which we'll talk about later, you know, Isaac in Genesis 22, when he you know, went to offer his son, or Abraham went to Genesis 22 to offer his son Isaac, he didn't do that alone. He had to have the agreement of his young man's son, Isaac. Yeah, Isaac wasn't like a three-year-old toddler at the no, time. No, he was... He was a young adult. A young I mean, adult. He, somewhere between 18 and 21. I mean, he was a young man. And so here Noah is having to do this huge task, which Scripture tells us took over 100 years. Yeah. So we're not just talking about, oh, let's just live for God for a year. I mean, because yeah, they, like they didn't have three months in. I mean, no. nowadays we can, you know, make a boat in like a week, but they they didn't have power tools. They didn't they even have really much tools at all. They probably had like a mallet uh-huh. and like wooden stakes that they used as nails or not whatever. Not to they mention did. food. Yeah. So they're probably having to grow their own food, got mm-hmm. their own garden, they're Still having to tend, got to tend yeah. to those things as well as build mm-hmm. this boat. Yep. And so with all this going on, here's this family that is being obedient day after day, month after month, year after year. Times 100. Decade after decade. Times I'm 10. telling you. So this, wow. this was a major accomplishment. And all the while, they're being ridiculed. Yeah. All the while, they're being made fun of. Now, you don't, 
you can't tell me that that doesn't have an effect. I'm not saying it affected them. It obviously didn't. But you can't tell me they didn't have to overcome emotions. Oh, absolutely. Overcome feelings of being rejected, being the oddball out, having to not do what was culturally acceptable. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 7, broad is the way that leads to destruction but narrows the way that leads to life and life evermore. So the popular way is not always the healthy way. Mm -hmm. And even though culturally there was a norm and there was things being accepted, things that Noah preached against, the Bible says Noah was a preacher of righteousness. Yeah. (laughs) That means he was calling out sin. Mm. He was calling out the wrong moral behavior. He was calling it out. And because of that, God honored him. Because of that, his family was spared. He was heeding God's warning. He was, And he was doing what he was doing out of trust and faith and his love for God and his love for his family. And so, again, I just thought it would be really cool to, to just have you guys uh, a part of the conversation. And what does it mean to you? What do you think about when you think about this kind of monumental task and if you were a son of Noah <laughs> and, he, and he got this radical instruction, how long does it take before you start saying, Dad, are you sure you just didn't have too much pizza? <laughs> Dad, I mean, at yeah. what point? I mean, I mean, you've been a part of our journey of faith. I mean, you grew up in a minister's home. I mean, we were pastoring when you guys were born. So you, you were born one week and in church the next. So you've mm-hmm. grown up in it. Yeah. We've but made some radical decisions ourselves. We also yeah, have. I think, I think that's definitely the, the, the point of it. I think all Noah's sons had to have their own, um, had to be as much their vision as it was his. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that's something that's, you know, it can be caught, you know, to catch the vision or, or what someone sees or how someone to do something. I mean, you're around a good leader. You I mean, people catch the yeah. the vision of, you know, let's, let's rally around this. Let's do this. So I definitely think they had to have caught mm-hmm. the realization of what you know Noah says, and I mean I don't know how it was all communicated with him speaking to to Noah. It says he spoke to him, but I mean I don't know if you know his family was around the corner and they're overhearing this conversation. Or I think he probably had to communicate it with his family. I'm assuming you. So he's communicating this. I mean there had to have been number one a trust. Mm-hmm. They all had to have trust one one another, mm-hmm. and two I think the kids definitely had to have their own. They had to be just as committed to mm-hmm. it and believing it as he was. So you're saying once he communicated to his sons, that revelation that was communicated eventually grew to a place where they owned it, and it became their own yeah. vision. Mm-hmm. And they know not only is Noah obeying God, we, we are. Well, I'm think, obeying God. I think this goes back to, you know, just even as you said that, this, this, this is something that's important. I think that society, especially Western society, is completely the opposite of how God's created stuff. Mm-hmm. Western society will tell you to get educated, you got to leave the house. Mm-hmm. To get, get smart. Out as yeah. soon as you can. To get smart, get away from your parents, mm-hmm. and you go figure it out. Yeah. That is the push. Trial there, by fire. Yeah, there is no, <laughs> there's no respect, the there's no reverence for what your parents said before, how they taught you. Oh, your parents were, you know, uh, liberal. Well, you should be conservative. Your parents were conservative. You should be liberal. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a push to kick 
any sense of system of your family Mm -hmm. before. Oh, they're just outdated. They didn't figure it out. What you need is you need to follow blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. You know, that is the push. It's never honor the, you know, what they said and let what they said matter. Mm -hmm. Don't, you know, know, they're like, don't build on what, you know, you got, you got good foundation build build on it is what you should do. But they don't say that the dynamic of relationship. In fact, that's where we're at right now with you, where you guys are at in your age, um, our relationship is changing. We, as your parents, it's not like it was. I mean, you're going to be 18, Dan, next year. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam, you're going to be 23 next year. Um, but once you're 18, I mean, that's, you know, you're a legal that's adult. Full on, yeah. And so the, the point is when men become young men and become, you know, of age and maturity, a parent, their the role changes, and so it's it's not that you're not still their parent, but you're not going to be micromanaging everything they do. You're going to be more of a mentor in their life, yeah. and a lot of your wisdom, you're not going to be able to mandate it. You're going to have to, you're going to have to at some point earn enough respect to where if they want wisdom, they'll come to you. If exactly. they want uh, input or counsel, they'll come to you. But you're not just going to chase them down and tell them how to do it, tell them how to do it. They're going to have to then learn and have, I guess, have had the respect for the parent. And so I really do believe what you brought out, Sam, is important that obviously Noah's sons and, of course, his son's wife. So these are many families here. This is not just yeah. Noah and his sons. Now his sons are married and well, they yeah. have and they were And they were, kicking, and they were kicking the system because they you can't were. tell me the culture was pulling on them all oh the time. You guys need to be like us. Come over yeah. here. Come do this. Come do that. Learn what it's really like. Learn the truth. Yeah. Come over here. But they stood strong to their family. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that all of us need to hold on to. Mm-hmm. You know, that we got to, we got to be able to stick together to the family of God. Yeah. We got to stick to truth. Amen. And that's got to be the thing that unites all of us because it's what united Noah and his mm-hmm. family was what God spoke to him uh-huh. is what unified them. So what God speaks to his body through his word, mm-hmm. what he speaks to us in individually, what he speaks to the father of the house, the mother of the house, mm-hmm. those daily words, weekly words, when we go to church, um, or, you know, maybe you're at a prayer meeting, you're at a conference, maybe you're at a, you know, at the, you know, we got the bread shed in here, you know, here in town, there, wherever you're at, maybe you're at a, you know, the rescue mission, you're trying to help, whatever you're at, wherever your influence is at, you're at your, your job, whenever God speaks, it's got to be, that's what we go with. Yeah. That's got to be what we hook up with because that's where the life is going to flow because I believe that's why. Noah's sons were able to latch onto it mm-hmm. because it wasn't just Noah sitting over there going, all right, guys, I got an idea. Yeah. You know, we should blah, blah, blah. But it had to, have, I mean, it had to have been so detailed, so specific, so full of purpose, so full of understanding that it was like, this, this has to be it. Yeah. You can't just kerthunk this up. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't just like he rolled the dice and booyah. It was, yeah. it was, there was boat. so much to it. That I think that was, it was the spoken word of God that that they were able to even attach to. And obviously building something that has never been built before. I mean, he had to have gotten the plan from God. The blueprint had to have come from heaven. And God gave Noah the blueprint. And of course, that had to be communicated with his family. So I just think the story of Noah is such a beautiful story, a powerful story of a family working together generationally. 
to accomplish God's purpose. And I think it's one of the most, if it's the second most important family story, I think, in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the first one is Jesus. Yeah. That's top tier, yeah. up there, <laughs> best story yeah. you'll ever read. But then second is Noah, because that is the the reset point mm-hmm. of, you know, the yeah. whole planet. That was the reset point right there. It is. In fact, That's Sam, true. you referenced that reset. It's Genesis 9-1. Genesis 9-1. It's, it's a reset. Remember the in the very beginning, beginning, let me get my That's tongue southern accent, beginning. Beginning. Oh, <laughs> back in the beginning, um, Genesis 1, you know, God blessed man and said, be fruitful and multiply. Well, here in Genesis 9-1, 9-7. now that the family has the went through the flood, and the wind has blown, dried up the waters, the boat has come to rest, and you know, the the dove came back with the olive branch and they find out that obviously the waters had cleared. And so then they get out of the boat, verse one, Genesis nine, so God blessed Noah and his sons and said. Now notice the blessing was through what was said. He said, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth, on every bird of the air, on all that moves upon the earth, even on all the fish of the sea. They are given unto you. Every moving thing that lives will be food for you. I've given you all things, even as the green herbs, but you shall not eat the flesh with its life. That is its blood. Surely for your life blood will I then demand a reckoning from the hand of every beast and will require it from the hand of every man and from the hand of every man's and brother. That right there I will record. And that right there is a key mm-hmm. to why Jesus had to spill his blood. That's right. That's why so much of what we talk about is centered in the blood. Mm-hmm. Well, why is it centered in the blood? It's because life here life is in the blood. Yeah. It's recorded right here. That's where the life is at. Because it says don't six, eat it with life in it. Yeah. Verse four. Because right. that it's blood. In other right. words, the blood is what's carrying the life. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. what's holding it inside of it. So that idea of, well, why did he shed his blood? Mm-hmm. Why is his blood the thing that reconciles? Because that was his life. life. Amen. Mm-hmm. That pure undefiled life, that pure bloodline. You know, that's that was why in verse that. six, he says, for whoever sheds man's blood by man, his blood shall be shed for in the image of God. He made man, therefore be fruitful, multiply, and bring forth abundantly in the earth and multiply. He says that it. twice. Twice. He says twice. be fruitful, multiply twice. But that's that that's that that reset. Mm-hmm. That's that point of like, okay, you know, things have gone downhill, but now. Yeah. yeah. Be fruitful, be mul- you know, and multiply. So here's a word I want to speak to the men who might be listening today. And first of all, I want to say thank you for listening. Thanks for being a part of Marksman. So share the podcast with your friends, even if they're not a believer, not a follower in Christ. Um, this podcast can still be a blessing to them. It'll put the seed of the gospel in them. It'll yeah. touch them with God's love. But again, I want to thank you for being a part of this program today. Um, we're going to pray with you and for you because I really have a word in my spirit for you. I want to close, but I want yeah. to also remind you, we want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. Make sure you email us at Spellman ministries at gmail.com that's s-p-e-l-l-m-a-n ministries plural at gmail.com and you can let me know uh, things you want to hear on the marksman program you can share testimonies on there you can send prayer requests there and we will be 
praying for you. Also, don't forget to check out our website, SpelmanMinistries.org. Resources there for you. You can sign up for a newsletter there. But even more importantly, you can get a, a weekly devotional right to your inbox, a short devotional just to provoke conversation between you and the Lord, you and your family. It'll come to your inbox every Monday or Tuesday. And so just give us your email and we'll be sure to get that to you. But now back to our conversation as we wrap up and pray. What I really felt in my spirit was what we just highlighted at the end, a new beginning. There's a new beginning. Mm -hmm. Because no matter where your life is at, no matter where your life is at as an individual, where your life's at as a husband, where your life's at as a father, uh, having my sons on here was a tremendous blessing. I can't. I can't tell you what a great joy and honor it is to have two sons who love Jesus, who are followers of Christ themselves, who, yeah, they followed their parents' faith for a number of years, but eventually they got their own faith, and they have their own walk with the Lord, and they have their own life of faith. Yeah. But here is the thing that I wanted you to hear today. There's a chance for a new beginning. God gave the human family a new beginning. He went through tremendous effort to do it, and Noah was a part of that story. Noah and his family brought about a new beginning. And so by the grace of God, by the blood of Jesus, like Sam was talking about, there can be not only forgiveness of our sins, but what the blood of Jesus does is it actually cleanses it us from us from all of our sins. It right. actually restores innocence. It's way beyond forgiveness. It includes forgiveness, but it's actually a restoration of innocence. So let me just pray with you today, pray for you today. That's right. Those and wind chimes are picking up. Yeah, the wind chimes. Going, if, you, it's like, if you can hear them out here, we're recording here in our studio in our home, and uh, we're having a very blustery day here. Yeah, the wind is everywhere. And the chime outside <laughs> is just going ham. But uh, <laughs> all that aside, really, we are excited right. to be praying with you and for you today. That's and right. do want to believe with you for just a, even a divine reset in your own heart, your own life, because God is redemptive. His love is redemptive, and His power is towards you today. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for every man under the sound of my voice, no matter what his age is, no matter what his story is, no matter how life has touched him, and how life has affected him. I thank you for the gospel of Jesus Christ and the power of what his life means, the power of what his life did, the power of what his blood has accomplished. And I thank you that the gospel is the power of God into salvation for all who would believe. So I thank you that every man under the sound of my voice is touched by the power of the gospel right now, that his heart comes under the influence of your power and your love, Father, to bring redemption, to work redemption, to reset his focus, to reset his perspective, to reset his hope that tomorrow can be better because today can be better. And I thank you, Father, that we've gleaned many things from this story and this conversation today. But most importantly, I pray that hope has been gleaned hope that today can be redeemed. Today can be a better day. It can be the the first day of a glorious, glorious future. And I thank you for every man today being touched by the power of your love. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, amen. I sure want to thank you guys for being a part of the Keep conversation. Fun. 
And I hope all of you enjoyed having uh, Samuel and Daniel weighing in on some of these important <laughs> things. And uh, it's just good to do life together and to laugh together. And I mean, just yesterday we were breaking down a four wheeler together. Yep, that's true. And Clean so, hey, operator. it ain't all just about, you know, going to church all the time, though we do go to church quite a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do a lot of fun things together, do a lot of life together. And uh, God is a part of every bit of it. In fact, uh, we were we were. I mean, you get into a project big enough, you'll do some praying. Yep. Yeah. Lord help us. Like, what <laughs> hose did that go to? Where, where did that go in? It's where hard. did that hose go to? Where did that nut go? Where did that screw go? <laughs> Why is there an extra bolt? So, hey, it'll, <laughs> you, everything is, can provoke prayer, that's for sure. That's funny. And, uh, so mm-hmm. we want to thank you, but we always like to sign off with the blessing. The blessing. That's right. And so you just prepare your heart. Oh, we want to bless you today mm-hmm. and leave these words from the famous ironic blessing. That's right. May, May the, the Lord, Lord bless you. May, May he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.